Welcome to this episode of the Notre Dame Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Fuller. It is the end of a remarkable year at Notre Dame. And as the university commences the class of 2021, we speak with the top of that class, the valedictorian, about her Notre Dame journey and what it meant to finish that journey here on campus. Madeline, hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Well, and and likewise, uh, thanks for... Madeline Owen is the 2021 valedictorian. She's a neuroscience pre-med major in the College of Science, minored in poverty studies, and was a Glenn Family Honors Scholar. And she was an early inductee into the Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society. So I, I guess I'd, I'd love to start by just um, hearing about your your Notre Dame journey. I mean, tell me tell me the story about uh, how you arrived at Notre Dame. So I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so not too far away from Notre Dame, um, just about a four or five hour drive, depending on who's driving. Um, if it's my mom, <laughs> it's much less. Um, so Notre Dame has been a school I've always heard a lot about and had tremendous respect for. I grew up Irish dancing, um, competing in some Celtic music festivals, and met a lot of Notre Dame alumni, even students through that community. So it's really always been on my radar screen. Um, But somewhere along in my academic journey, Dartmouth really became a big goal of mine. I was fascinated with it. We had family friends who had either gone there or were familiar with it. And so I'd always assumed that Dartmouth was really the goal. And I rested very easy knowing that that would probably be my academic future. But one day, my mom and I were in the car on a drive back from Chicago from a dance competition. And she mentioned we should drive over to Notre Dame since it was on our way home. We had a few extra hours. And I was kind of like, okay. You know, I've, I've already made my decision in my mind, but, but okay, you know, yeah. So we pull up to Notre Dame, we got out of the car and walk around, and I really just took it all in for the first time. There was not much conversation between my mom and I. I was just absorbing it and really seeing a lot of things that I really liked and that really stood out from other college campuses. So I kind of thought, you know, wait a minute am I making the right choice for the next four years of my life Mm. and for, uh, you know, whole alumni network after those four years? Um, So we hopped back in the car and started our drive home. And there wasn't much conversation between my mom and I, which is unusual for us. (laughs) Um, And so several hours later, she, I could tell she was holding in, um, holding back from asking the question. And she finally asked, so what did you think? And I said, shoot, I loved it. <laughs> and I think I knew from that moment that Notre Dame was really the school of my dreams. Mm. So, so after you arrived, did anything surprise you immediately after you arrived or, or, you know, did anything stand out over these last four years? I'm sure there's a long list, but uh, give me, give me one or two. Yes, absolutely. I think what has surprised me, you know, growing up in the Midwest and hearing about Notre Dame, I had assumed that it was very Midwest focus. 
And when I came here and saw its incredible national and international representation, that really surprised me and, um, and really pleased me. And it wasn't just that it was such a diverse representation of students, but that it seemed like such a family right from the very beginning. Um, and so I was very impressed that, you know, a lot of people could come together and find such unity in the school spirit here and that it was such a, a widespread, um, you know, diverse representation of people. Most of my friends are not from my area of the country. A lot mm. of them are from the East Coast, um, some from the West Coast. And that's something I never really expected, but it's been such a pleasant surprise. Um, so it was just, you know, incredible instant sense of family um, with people from such diverse backgrounds. Mm. Um, and then another part that really stands out to me, especially with the academics, is just how incredibly dedicated and available the faculty are. You know, I have friends at schools across the country, and without hesitation, I can say that Notre Dame faculty seem to really make themselves the most accessible to students from what I've seen. Um, and they truly seem like they're rooting for you. They want you to grow in knowledge and character. They're supporting you the best way they can. Um, I've never felt like I wasn't welcome to address them or seek them out. Um, so I felt very supported academically. Um, and I think that's been a big part of making this journey such a positive experience, especially you know, in terms of growing in knowledge. Mm. Um, I wanna turn to um, your resume, which uh, is just incredibly impressive. Congratulations on, on everything you've, you've accomplished so far. I, I wanna- maybe start with something I'll broadly call um, service. You know, I look at your work in Panama, uh, the Rio Grande Valley, um, Urban Plunge in DC. And, and I guess what stands out to me is a lot of work with um, folks who may be marginalized, either socioeconomically or maybe geographically or, or in some other ways. Talk to me about that. What, what drew you to these, these projects and is the common thread there that I'm noticing coincidental or, or is there something in, intentional on your part? Yeah, so there's definitely a story there. So I grew up in a family where everything was about the journey. Mm. It was not just about the destination. We took back roads more often than the highway. We drove at every chance we could instead of flying. Um, and we would stop at everything that looked interesting along the way. And we always met very interesting people. So a lot of people would ask, you know, why would you drive when you can fly? <laughs> but I tended to ask, you know, why would you fly when you can drive? Mm. Um, I loved seeing such unique off the beaten path kind of places. Loved meeting people from really all walks of life and from all different regions of the country and even the world. And so, you know, what should have been, you know, an hour or two drive in Ohio turned more into five hours. But I learned so much along those journeys and I learned a lot of patience and most importantly, learned how to engage in a conversation with nearly anyone um, and really enjoy hearing those stories. And so I've been very fortunate to have met so many interesting people and to hear their stories. Um, but many of those stories, you know, were not seamless. Many people had very tough times that they had gone through economically or medically or personally. 
And I was exposed from a young age to all kinds of challenges that all kinds of people faced. Um, And so I really learned that the smallest acts of kindness and the smallest efforts and service can make a huge difference. Um, But, you know, as a child, a lot of service opportunities are very indirect and you're sometimes sheltered from actually meeting the people who you're serving and looking in their eyes and talking with them, really developing a relationship with them. And that's something I found a little frustrating um, because connecting with people is such a big thing for me. And so that's when I decided to start my own organization where I could actually connect directly with the people I was serving. So that's how Summer Camp Youth Project um, was born and really my love for all types of service. I just really saw that you don't always have to work through a large formal organization or compartmentalized service. It doesn't have to be something that's done at a specific time of the year or a specific time of the week and that you check a box for. Mm -hmm. You really can and should offer help every single time you can when there's a need. Um, no matter how small the effort. And so true service, you know, it needs to come from the heart every single day. Um, And even just those smallest of efforts can make the biggest difference. So I think that really laid the foundation for me of uh, something that was so critical to my values and to just what I found enriching. And that's, um, you know, what motivated me seeking out a lot of the service opportunities I did in undergrad um, and through my poverty studies minor as well, um, which has a very strong immersion component and strong service component. Um, And so that has just been one of the greatest educational gifts, I think, of my time at Notre Dame has been all of those learning opportunities that weren't in a classroom. Mm. Did you uh, meet Sister Norma down in McAllen, Texas, by chance? I did. Yeah. Incredible woman. Incredible. She's, she's great. She, uh, we went down there a few years ago. She was awarded the Leitari medal and, yeah. uh, we did a profile on her. She was very generous with her time. I mean, given all that she has to do, she spent an entire day with us and it was, it was, it was amazing. And you're right. She is, she is kind of the model for, for what you're describing that, uh, that, that servant attitude. It looks like th- this theme that you're talking about, um, is present even in, endeavors that are maybe a little closer to your major and your major is neuroscience pre-med, correct? Yes. Um, Talk to me about, about that component. And I'm thinking of, of something like sound mind or some of your, your research interests. What, what drew you to your major given that context of, of service from the heart? Yeah. So, you know, I think what drew me to my major initially more than anything was really what I grew up around. My grandfather was a veteran and mm. uh, served in all four branches. And I grew up hearing stories from him about veteran struggles in, the num- in a number of ways, um, traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress disorder, and really developed a passion for not just the social component and what we see in our everyday life, but the science component behind it too and how we can medically address the challenges that veterans face. Um, So there was a root of an interest there, um, but I've always had an interest in really the brain and the body and the connection to what makes us human from both a science and psychological perspective. And so neuroscience is really where I found that intersection of the science with the human element, Hmm. learning not just about the mechanics of the brain and body, 
but really how that begets our humanity. Um, and, you know, knowing that I was interested in going into the medical profession, I knew it really wasn't just all about the science. There's a huge human element there and a need to connect with people on a very personal level. And that's really at the core of the profession. And so neglecting the human element in undergrad was something I really wasn't comfortable with. And so neuroscience provided that very niche intersection in the disciplines that I felt were so critical to my growth as a scientist, um, but also as a caregiver for your fellow human. Mm. Yeah, and that leads in well to to my next question. We spoke with uh, Dominic Vachon a year ago, about a year ago at this time, uh, for an episode of the podcast, and he's for the listeners, director of the uh, uh, Hillebrand Center for Compassionate Care uh, at the university. And, you know, the healthcare profession has really um, been a major focus in the past year, of course. Um, how have you viewed entering the medical field uh, in light of the pandemic, um, thinking especially about the need to care for the entire human? So both of my parents are not in the medical profession. So it's this is definitely a very personal calling, a mm. very a very personal goal, um, and a lot of drive from within. Um, but you know, I think at the heart of medicine, it's really about serving those who are ill or injured. And the pandemic, at the end of the day, was an, an illness that was you know much more intense situation than we were used to. But it doesn't scare me away from medicine um, because I really see that that's what the healthcare profession is there for. It's to treat people in their times of greatest vulnerability. Um, and especially hearing about all of the incredible caregiver stories, it really just reaffirmed that this profession is my calling. It's, you know, an opportunity to intersect the science and inquiry component with the human element and with true compassion and true shown empathy for your fellow human. Um, that's something I think I just really can't envision my future without and that I have found unmatched through medicine. So, you know, the pandemic, it was a very scary time for, you know, I think our whole world and especially our nation. Um, but more than ever, I think it was a calling for me um, and, and affirmation that this is the right path and this is what I'm meant to do. And that there is work to be done and that this profession needs people who have true empathy and true compassion. Um, and, you know, I'm humbled and determined and very honored to be able to enter that profession. Hmm. The pandemic, of course, touched about every aspect of life, including higher education. Uh, Notre Dame, of course, was not immune uh, from that. So your junior year was cut short uh, as everyone was, was sent home. Um, and then, you know, we make the announcement, all right, we're going to be back in person for 2021. Um, talk to me about this past year for you. Uh, take me through maybe a, a high point And was there a point where it became tough, you know, to the degree you're, you're, you're comfortable sharing? Um, how, 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 how was the last year for you? Yeah, you know, it's definitely been a journey. Um, that's <laughs> for sure. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it was unquestionably worth it to be here. Um, as far as high points, 
I, lo- I think a lot of my classmates and friends would say that Clemson was a very high point. Game over! Notre Dame knocks off number one! The fans storm the field! And it was an incredible day, no doubt. Uh, unforgettable. But for me, when I really reflect on this year, the high points and what really resonates with me are all of those smaller moments that I can't even count where I got to sit around with my friends, you know, at a distance and pick up conversations with them like we had never been apart for six months. Um, It was being able Mm. to sit in a physical classroom, see my professor's faces standing feet away from me, you know, at least the top half of their face from the mask up. (laughs) instead of through a computer screen. Um, It was, you know, being able to walk by the dome on a tough day and just look up at it and take it in and say, I'm really grateful to be here. Um, There were definitely lows, you know, the year was challenging in different ways for different people, no doubt. Um, Personally, I think it was just seeing some of those things that you were used to having there um, in your Notre Dame experience kind of disappear or fade away or be put on hold for the year. Um, One that I immediately think of is the chemistry library where it was my place to go and focus in and Mm. get the work done. And I showed up one day all ready to go and restart that. And there's a big sign on the door that says closed for the year, transferred all periodicals to Hesburg. And that was just a little, a little (laughs) sense of loss, um, you know, for those places that you're used to seeing and that you kind of take for granted as being a part of your everyday experience. Um, So for, yeah, it was, the lows were just kind of having to adjust um, and reacclimate to a new normal for the time being. But I am incredibly thankful to Notre Dame and the administration for all of the effort that they put in so that we could be here. You know, education, I truly believe, is not just about the books and the material. It's really about the people you are engaging with, the whole experience, the social, the service, being able to live life and learn on your own. Um, And so I appreciate all the efforts that Notre Dame went through to make that happen for us, unlike many know universities across the country um i have to be honest the word here has a completely different meaning to me now um but at the end of the day i'm you know incredibly grateful that that we were here those of us who work on the worked on the here campaign um apologize for any triggering uh that (laughs) that word will engender going forward i'm very sorry about that Yeah, so this this episode uh, will uh, will will drop um, before commencement. Uh, So obviously, I want to be respectful of that, but I do want to ask you. You know, your your class is is one that uh, you know had a unique Notre Dame experience. I mean, all of them do to some degree, but uh, this class in particular um, went through something that other classes have not. Um, And I'm curious. in light of that, and just in light of the last four years in general, what might be the main message that, that you'll deliver um, to your fellow graduates on, on Commencement Sunday? Yeah, you know, this has been such a unique year. Um, and I think just the perseverance of our class is 
I'm in awe of it every day. Um, and, and incredibly grateful to be around such amazing people. Um, but at the heart of the message, I think it's really about coming up from the depths of challenges and from things that are very heavy and surviving them and just always being able to keep enough heart in you that you're determined to make it through to the next thing and to be successful at it. Um, there's a little Notre Dame history in there that I think everyone will be able to relate to. Um, but I was really focused when I was writing the address on making sure the message was not just about me or my journey and that it's really for everyone else. Um, you know, it's a little tough to do because we're a group of Notre Dame students. We've all gone through this together, but I wanted to make sure the message was definitely focused on the university and focused on this collective journey that we have all walked. Um, there were many subject areas that I thought about covering in the speech mm -hmm. and, um, you know, considered covering, but at the end of the day, I wanted to make sure that the message was very focused and didn't sway too many directions um, and make sure it's focused on and for everyone. The goal was to, you know, make every single person in that audience feel like the address was written for them in a sense and that there's a piece of them and their story and their journey in the words I'm speaking. And so um, I think it's really about courage and about getting through difficult times, coming out on the other end and also serving the world with the incredible gifts that Notre Dame has given us. Mm. You know, I guess if I just had a small piece of advice for future students or future grads, now that I'm a sentimental senior looking back, <laughs> um, um, I think it would be, you know, there's so much out there and there are so many amazing people at this school. You won't regret it if you take a step outside of your comfort zone, outside of the bubble with your dorm friends or with people within your major. Um, you know, the thought of leaving here now and knowing there are people in our class who I haven't met because maybe we lived on opposite sides of campus freshman year, we never had class together, is truly something I wish I could change um, or at least inspire change. Mm. So, you know, maybe there's a way in the future I can start working on that after graduation. Um, but that's one piece of advice I would give is just embrace it and don't be afraid to take that step beyond your comfort zone. Because I think the best experiences I've had were in the moments of greatest discomfort in the beginning when I was most uncertain and most unsure. But you take that leap of faith and you do it wholeheartedly. And the gifts that you receive from that are incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, this serves as the final installment of our season. We're working on bringing you some special episodes for the summer, but we'll start our regular schedule when the new academic year begins. Notre Dame Stories is produced by the Office of Public Affairs and Communications. I'm your host, Andy Fuller. Our music is by Alex Mansour. Thanks for listening. <laughs>